Welcome to the Hills Baptist Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us as we see Jesus glorified, lives transformed, and hope revealed in the Adelaide Hills and beyond. We hope you enjoy this message. Uh, So tonight we are going to be reading from Psalm 139, verses 1 to 12, and then 23 to 24. So if you get your Bibles. I've even got a paper paper Bible tonight, guys. Were you so proud of me? No. Okay. Um, let's get into it. So, for the director of music of David, a psalm. <laughs> you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, You, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your right hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even in the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. And then 23, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Josh. I wanted to thank the person this morning who read the scripture, but I didn't get a chance to see their name tag, so I just had to say thank you. But yeah, thank you, Josh, for reading God's Word, and it's a great to have the opportunity to uh, share with you guys uh, tonight, and uh, it's unfortunate the reasons. I mean, I guess you're all aware that Luke had his appendix out, and uh, that's why he's not preaching, and I thought when I was starting here at Allgate, maybe once every couple of months I'd get to preach, so... um, it's uh, been thrown in the deep end, second week, uh, started at the 1st of January and yeah, to preach this morning and this evening. Obviously I enjoy bringing God's word so it's a privilege to do that and I appreciate the opportunity uh, to, be, to be sharing with you uh, tonight. But I thought as has been mentioned that a, a New Year's heart check would be a, a, good, a good challenge for all of us and a good thing to, to uh, reflect on and allow God to speak to us around that. One of the things that, um, one of the programs I enjoy watching is, um, is air, fr- air crash investigations. Now I don't know how many of you ever watch that. Um, every now and then I, I sort of pause and don't watch them if I'm going to be flying somewhere <laughs> in the next day or the next week or so. But I I just get intrigued wondering why major disasters, often hundreds of people die, um, or occasionally 
a major catastrophe happens, but people survive and they end up um, surviving, but something goes wrong and they do everything they can to find out to prevent further disasters. They analyse everything to see why certain, um, why, why things went wrong to the point where maybe, you know, hundreds of people may have lost lost their lives. We, we all do things to, um, to check on things, to make sure that they're running well. I had my car service this week. There's a whole lot of things. They list a whole lot of things on the invoice saying they checked about 50 things. Um, they may or may not have, but they say they're all good. And so they're checking everything and uh, making sure the car's going to be safe and that it, the brakes, they always give me a report on the brakes and tyres. I usually get the maximum out of my tyres. Um, I won't say how 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 bald they get before I change them, but they're not too bad these days. I'll try and be more responsible as I get older. But, um, yeah, so we get our cars checked to make sure that they're safe. Um, every two years, uh, the, the houseboat that I build has to be pulled out of the water. Marine and harbours go over it with a fine-tooth comb. They check everything from the globes and the nav lights to the power source. Uh, they check for surface rust and they'll say, you need to make a list of things that I've got to do before, the, before it can go back in the water. They're checking everything to make sure the boat is functioning well and is safe uh, for people uh, to use it. We often... Um, in each of us, we probably have a have a go to the dentist and have our teeth checked. Um, and we uh, and it is true that I usually go every two years for my annual checkup for my health check, and uh, just to make sure that I'm generally healthy. And the yeah, the main thing, one of the main things uh, that a doctor will be checking is the state of my physical heart, making sure that my blood pressure is good and it's about 110 over 75 or something like that. Check, check your heart rate. There's all the different things they check um, to make sure that, um, yeah, that, that I'm, my physical heart is healthy because, uh, yeah, it's one of those pretty important organs. You've got to make sure that, it, uh, that as, as far as possible, everything is in the state it should be. But our hearts do an amazing work in our bodies. Our physical heart do an amazing thing. Um, they say that it beats 70 times a minute, 100,000 times a day, 40 million times a year. And during a single day, um, uh, a ventricle pumps about 11,000 litres of blood and um, maybe two, I don't know how they work this last bit out, 265 million litres in a lifetime. So your heart is just constantly at work and it needs to be functioning well if it's going to be doing what physically it's meant to do. And our hearts are complex and vital uh, for our lives. And there's many parts. You can see in the, the diagram there, there's lots of things. We, we think of a heart as often if we don't think about our spiritual lives, we often just think there's just one little thing that's our heart. But you see that our heart is made up of lots of different uh, parts. Aortas, pulmonary vein, I won't go through them all. There's lots of different parts, valves, that all need to be, all those little different parts need to be functioning well for your, for your physical heart uh, to, be to, be, to be healthy. And it is important that we check um, it regularly. And how much more important it is to check our spiritual hearts. It says in uh, Proverbs 4.23, the scripture says, above all else, above everything else, medical checks, car checks, tooth checks, boat checks, above everything else in your life, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it 
or other, another version says, out of your heart is a wellspring of life. If your heart's not right, your spiritual heart's not right, the rest of your life is, in, uh, is affected by that and it shapes um, every area of our lives. And we are created for intimacy with God. That's our primary purpose in life is to walk in intimacy and communion with God, knowing his presence, knowing his ways, knowing his love. And then as we know those things, everything else is secondary and flows from uh, living out of the strength of knowing that we are in fellowship with God. And just like um, in a physical heart, Bad food and bad things, bad exercise pro- or not having any exercise program or not doing anything physically. Uh, there's all sorts of things that cause our physical hearts, um, things that we can control that can, inf- can affect our physical heart. And there are things that we can control that, sp- that affect our spiritual heart as well. Um, selfishness and sin of any kind uh, and um, Satan himself wants to destroy your heart and so that's why it, it doesn't just mean when it says guard your heart, have a checkup. It means guard your heart. Protect it from things that are going to corrupt the, the inner person that is uh, um, a part of how God uh, has made us and we need to guard it to prevent uh, spiritual damage to our inner being that is affecting everything we do. And when we look at the scriptures and we want to know more about our heart, spiritual hearts, there's over 1,000 biblical references to the heart or nearly 1,000 biblical references to our hearts uh, in, in the Bible. And there's, there's about, in the Old Testament, there's nearly 600 uh, references that uses one Hebrew word. There's another, I'm not trying to say the Hebrew word because I only just scraped through Hebrew in college, so I'm not trying to pronounce them. There's another Hebrew word that occurs, occurs 250 times um, that refers to uh, different aspects of our heart and 100, nearly 150 times in the New Testament, the word cardia. Um, uh, refers to the heart, uh, the inner person uh, of, of who, who we are. And there's all those different things, just like our physical hearts has all different parts that make up the whole, so too our spiritual hearts um, that God refers to and God's concerned about and God relates to uh, in us. Um, it's just, we just in the broad sense, the inner part of us, there can be a heart. There's a, there's a heart about this gathering of people. There's something in terms of as you come together, there's a spirit and a sense of a heart of who we are as a gathered people um, and there's words uh, in, the, in the scriptures speaking of our soul and, and our individual heart, uh, speaking of our mind and our knowledge, um, of our thinking, our reflection, our memory, all these different things that are part of who we are and how we operate and um, the way we live our lives. They're talking about the inclinations and resolutions and determinations we make to do certain things are all an expression. Expression um, of our heart and our will that uh, um, that is shaping everything we do: our moral character, our appetites, our emotions and passions. And it's a source of courage. If you're if you're totally demoralised, then there's something within you deep that has been shattered or wounded or hurt, and and you're just can't get out of bed even in the morning if you're really demoralised and it's a source of courage where our spirit and our heart needs to be brought to life. And when we come to faith, we are born again and our hearts are transformed by the Spirit of God uh, when we 
when we uh, come to faith, uh, we can summarise all those different things we've just been talking about as um, body, mind and spirit, um, our social interactions, our personality, how we relate uh, to others. And when uh, we come to faith, the Spirit of God comes into, if you like, into the inner being of our existence and communes with our heart and uh, speaks to us and communes with us and, and, and transforms us. And uh, all of our, uh, God is, begins a work that continues throughout your life. You're not going to suddenly be perfect. Some of you might be, but I certainly haven't been. And I'm, should I say how old I am? <laughs> how old do you think I am? You're not going to say, are you? Say again. Yeah, well, that's right. So we'll, we'll stick with that. We'll let you keep guessing. Um, but no, I'm 70. So, um, and that's why I said I'd be happy to have an ass following me, uh, criticising me for the rest of my life because I've lived most of my life already anyway. So what's it matter if it continues? And I've been a pastor, so you know what it's like to get a bit of criticism every now and then. So, so what's it matter? So I was okay with that one. Anyway, coming back to my sermon, uh, the, the, everything we do, um, flows from the state of our heart. Every decision you make flows from the state of your heart. Someone has said that, um, I don't know how they do this and whether some university person did some research, they reckon we make 35,000 remotely uh, conscious decisions every day. So I'm not, if we could just have the next slide. Um, we're, we su- supposedly make up to 35,000 decisions uh, every day that's flowing from our emotions, our mind, our will, um, how we're feeling, even our physical state will affect those decisions um, and the heart and the inner person of who we are is being um, shaping all of our decisions and that's why the scripture says guard your heart because everything you do, every decision you make which leads to the actions that you do are being shaped um, by the state of your heart and that's why we want to examine our hearts um, uh, this evening and allow God to speak to us. Um, Dallas Willard in a book, Renovation of the Heart, putting on the character of Christ, he said the human heart uh, or will or spirit is the executive centre of the human life. The heart is where decisions and choices are made for the whole person and that's its function. And so we need to know that the inner person, our, the inner being of who we are, our spirit and our mind and our will and our emotions and our conscience and our character is something that we do a check and just allow God uh, to speak to us and shape our heart. In Proverbs twenty-seven nineteen, it says, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. So whatever you see and hear me say, whatever you're aware of of my presence is, a, is, is reflecting my heart, where my, my heart is at. Some of it will be good, some of it won't be so good. And it's the same for each of you. Everything you do, everything you say, um, your whole life is reflecting what's in your heart. And that's why uh, we need to allow God to speak to us and to allow ourselves to become aware of things that may need a transformation by the grace and the love of God. Jesus said in Matthew 7, every healthy tree bears good fruit and uh, a healthy tree, a diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit nor a diseased tree 
can bear good fruit. So whatever our lives are manifesting is reflecting um, whether our hearts, as Christians, we're talking to a, um, uh, this is a word to us as people who are secure in the grace of God, but our heart can still be diseased and we can still have things that need uh, God to transform to, to help us be more of what he wants us to be. So we know what the signs of a physically healthy heart is in the broad sense, as usually they talk about things like, um, you know, low cholesterol, low blood pressure, good heart rhythm. Um, yeah, uh, and, and just that, yeah, that heart rate and the good breathing and that is all part of a sign of a healthy heart. And we also know the opposite is um, uh, those things, if there's build-up of those things and high blood pressure is a sign of an unhealthy physical heart. But we might well ask the question, what's a healthy uh, spiritual heart? What are the signs in our lives that our heart is in the right place, that there's that it's not being corrupted by, by sin or Satan or um, pride or selfishness or that there's nothing that's eating away at our being uh, that is undermining um, the, the state of our, of our heart. And there's so many things that I could mention. I've just um, naming um, uh, five of them. And just for your encouragement, I got some feedback this morning after, after I preached Somebody else had told someone that they thought my sermon was a bit long and there's a point that could be left out. So I've deleted a whole slide. Um, but um, So I listened to what God's saying through you as well as what I... Um, but I did sneak some of what I deleted on the PowerPoint into this, what I'm sharing now. <laughs> so sorry to let you down. But anyway, let me get back to my sermon um, a sign of a healthy heart. One is a love for God's word. Uh, blessed are those who do not walk in the step of the wicked, who stand the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditate on his law day or night and day and night. And in Ezekiel 36, 26, it says, and this is God's promise um, to his people. He said, I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and a compassionate and a kind and a generous heart. I'll put my spirit in you. And when God's spirit is in us, it says, and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. When our heart is in a good place, we will love what God loves. We will desire to do the things that we know please God. And it's already been mentioned uh, this, this evening about having a heart to do things that are going to, um, to please God. And when God's spirit comes into our spirit, he takes the stony, hard, selfish, non-generous, um, unjust, unjust uh, heart and softens our heart so that we love the things that God has commanded to do, not out of a sense of duty. We will desire and long to do the things that we know God has said in his word. Secondly, we'll have love uh, for, for God's people. If our heart is in a good place, you will love God's people. Now, sometimes God's people, individuals or even the whole church can wound you deeply and you will be, um, sometimes find it impossible to, to, to maybe come into a church if there's been things happen that wound you deeply. But uh, behind all that, there is a, 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 a command that as, as, as people who are children of God, if our heart is right... I'm not talking about if you've been wounded and, 
and something terrible has happened that should never have happened at the hands of the church. But I'm talking about just generally, if our heart is right, then we will have a love uh, for God's people. In 1 Peter, it says in verse 22, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, meaning believing the gospel, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. So doesn't mean you like them somebody might be a pain in the neck but you still love them as of someone who God loves someone who Jesus loves and um, we don't withdraw uh, from God's people in John 4 verse 20 it says whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar that's a pretty blunt word isn't it some people know their Bibles know all the right doctrines know uh, you can quote scripture and um, and yet they'll divide the church over their point of view and and they don't have a, a genuine love for all God's people and that's a sign that there's something wrong in their heart even if they know their Bibles backwards and so it's that love um, for our brothers and sisters that is sign of a healthy heart thirdly Christ-like character humility grace and acceptance forgiveness love for enemies. In Galatians it says the fruit of the Spirit, when God's Holy Spirit is in us, then uh, we will begin more and more and they're not isolated little packages. They all come together. They will manifest love and joy and peace, forbearance, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things and when our heart is right, those things will begin to flow more and more. But if I have resentment and unforgiveness towards one of you, because of something that's happened or to somebody in my family, then that will corrode those things and I won't have any joy and I'll be impatient. And I know when I get under pressure, um, I, then the true state of my heart can come out. I begin to or, yeah, begin to come become a bit short and impatient because I'm just wanting to achieve something, and there's a whole lot of pressures, and and then suddenly I'm realizing the state of my heart, which I can be assuming is fine. I suddenly realize God's still got some work to do um, to to shape me in ways that reflect uh, His love and His grace. It says in the scripture that uh, King David is a man after God's own heart. And one person uh, said, and it struck me, I hadn't heard it before, that one of the aspects of being a man after God's own heart, he knew he was going to be king, he was anointed as king. Remember he had opportunity to, king, uh, to kill King Saul, he was in the cave, he came out and he cut a little piece of King Saul's garment off and uh, then he was mortified that he had even damaged or cut the king's garment and where he could have easily taken the king's life and claimed the throne, he refused to touch the Lord's anointed. He showed the same grace, forgiveness, patience, that it was in God's hands and trusted God to deal with him and didn't take it into his own hands and showed the mercy to King Saul that he could have, he didn't have to do that. Well, when I say he didn't have to, he showed God's heart in that way. But he also was a man who confessed his sins when he committed adultery and murder. Um, then he was willing to confess his sins. He had that humility and acknowledgement of who, who uh, God was. But then intimacy and harmony with God um, and love for his purposes is is another sign of a healthy heart. Um, Jesus' prayer when he was returning to heaven and he's speaking to his disciples. In John 5, he said, Verily, uh, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing. For Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Jesus was a, such a... 
intimacy and at one with his heavenly father. I mean, we're getting into the Trinitarian stuff now. They're all one anyway. If you have Jesus, you have the father and the spirit and each one. But, um, but he only did what, what he saw the father doing. He had that intimacy. But then Jesus went on to say, I pray also, meaning for each of us here tonight and those who will believe through their message that all of them may be one, um, he was praying to his father, just as you and me and I am in you, may they also be in us, meaning in the Father, Son and Spirit, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. That intimate communion, oneness that Jesus had with his father, he wants us to have that same intimacy um, with God in our, in our spiritual walk, that we are just seeking to listen through his word, through our brothers and sisters in the church, uh, through our conscience and through all the many uh, ways that God can speak to us, that we uh, will be in communion and hearing in the depths of our heart what God is saying and then doing those things. But, and, and then in Romans 8, it says, The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship where we cry, Abba, Father, or Dear Father. And the spirit within us, um, and the rest of the verse says, The spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Here's a key thing that's been part of my spiritual journey uh, in recent years. I did four years, uh, finished it last year. Um, uh, study uh, uh, about becoming well, uh, training as a spiritual director where you s simply agree to meet with people purely to talk about their relationship with God. And a key paradigm, which is the way we need to see ourselves once we've uh, come to faith and we confess our sins and all those things will flow as this is happening, that we see ourselves as beloved children of God and that you know in your heart, no matter what's happening, how much you've failed, what you've done that might make you think God doesn't love me anymore, that you always see yourself as a loved children of God. Jesus, when he went into the wilderness, he just after his baptism, remember the spirit descended like a dove and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Before Jesus went into the toughest challenges of his life where Satan sought to destroy his ministry, he went with the words of the Father, you're a beloved child and you need to hear that word tonight, that you are a loved and that you are a beloved child of the living God and that nothing can change that and with that assurance and security then you can enter into life's challenges knowing that intimacy with God. And when we have that intimacy, we will love the things uh, that God loves. Uh, we will be concerned for people to come to faith. The scripture says that God doesn't, wish anyone to perish. He wants everyone to come to know that they are a, a love child of God, that Christ has died for them. He wants everyone to know that. So we will do what we can in many different ways, one of which we've heard tonight uh, with the Alpha course. You can simply say, would you like to come and just check this out? Come the first night and just check it out. You can just give an invitation. But there's a, lots of other ways you can just have that heart for people to know that they are loved uh, by God. And, and we need to, uh, if our heart is healthy, we will, uh, we will have a heart and a desire in a way that works for you to introduce other people to the love and the grace of God through, through Jesus. And you will love um, God's uh, heart for what is good for individuals and also good in the, in, the, in the church and good in the community and good for nations. God has a heart for justice and a desire that um, 
people be treated justly and you will rise up and speak with concern about where there's injustice and where things are not the way God intended them to be, whether it be for individuals or groups of people, whoever they are, uh, and you will speak up and have a heart for justice. And if our heart is right, there are people that have got all their doctrines and all their beliefs all sorted out that they can list and tick off, but their heart isn't right. They'll rationalise away doing what is just, doing justice and loving mercy and doing things that show those things in the wider, wider world. In fact, in Amos, the prophet said, um, they said, take away from me the noise of your songs and the melody of your harp, so I will not listen to them, but let justice roll down like waters, righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. You can sing with great gusto and with great passion songs of praise to God, but um, alongside of that, if we truly love God, then we will love the things that he loves and seek his ways in the world and in our own lives and for those, those around us. And finally, uh, a healthy heart um, will be one that knows a deep inner peace. Dallas Willard says, in the ruined soul, the mind becomes a fearful wilderness and a wild intermixture of thought and feeling manifested in willful stupidities, blatant inconsistencies and confusion, often to the point of obsession or even madness. So when our hearts are not right, when there's conflict in our soul, in our inner being over whatever it is, if it grows and manifests, um, then it, it'll just destroy us from within. But when we know the love of God, when we allow God uh, and we love the things he loves and we're seeking with all that we can do to live in ways that honour him, we will know uh, uh, God's peace. It says in Psalm 119, uh, great peace have those who love your law and nothing can make uh, them stumble. And that peace that we have comes from Christ alone. Uh, Jesus said, I've told you this, meaning that there, you will have trouble and challenges in life. Um, I have told you that you may have peace. Here on earth you will have trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. You know the Beatitudes, it says, um, blessed are the poor in spirit and those who mourn, those who are meek or humble or who have reverence for God, those who hunger for righteousness, those who are merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, when you are persecuted, uh, when people uh, gossip and insult you and persecute you falsely, it says blessed. And the word blessed is the idea of deep inner peace despite outward circumstances. That's what it says. It doesn't mean just be. Ha it doesn't mean you're going to be happy when those things happen, but behind all those circumstances, deep down in your inner being, you will have uh, a, a deep inner peace uh, despite outward circumstances, and that's what it means to be blessed. As a child of God, you will know that inner peace when your heart is right, even though you might be tormented by what's going on around you, the traumas of life the challenges of relationships, the challenges of finding a job, the challenges of uh, maybe difficulties in the family or difficulties in the church. Behind all those things, deep down, if your heart is healthy, then you will have a deep inner peace that will be guiding your decisions and responses. And so um, we need to just allow the fact um, as we come back to examining our hearts is be reminded that God uh, knows our hearts. He knows your heart. He knows, um, he knows everything about you. And in Psalm 139, which was read earlier, the last couple of verses, 
in the voice translation, says, Explore me, O God, and know the real me. Dig deeply and discover who I am. Put me to the test and watch how I handle the strain. Examine me to see if there is an evil bone in me and guide me down the, your path uh, forever. If we could just move to the next slide, that would be great. And Sama, and then in another translation, says, Investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me in the roads uh, to eternal life. And in a more familiar translation, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test my thoughts. Point out anything you find in me that makes you sad and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And that's our prayer tonight. And that's what I want us to allow God to just speak to us. Even as you've seen things on the screen, you've seen what is a healthy heart, you'll be thinking, well, maybe you've been uh, rebuked in your spirit. Maybe you've been challenged about some aspect, um, your desire to obey God's word or your love for God's people or lack of love for God's people, your intimacy with God or your lack of concern about the things that God is concerned about. We just want to allow God to speak to you and his Holy Spirit to touch you. And I'm going to invite us. Um, the words will be on the screen. We're going to just read single verses uh, from Psalms and we're just going to read them, then pause for a moment um, and then uh, just allow God to speak to us. And there's just four verses we're going to read um, and then... Uh, yeah, we'll just finish with this. So let's, uh, if the first one is up there, let's read this together. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's read the next verse. Create, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And the next verse we're going to read together as a prayer. Teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. And then the final prayer. Let's pray this scripture together. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock, and my Redeemer. Father, we thank you that you know us to the core of our being. You know where we're going and what we're doing. You know our thoughts and even what we're going to say before we say it. Thank you that you're involved in our lives and you challenge us and speak to us for our good. All this is too amazing to comprehend. But Father, we take comfort in the fact that you know us. Thank you that you are there with us and there's nowhere we can escape your presence, either in good times or in bad times. In the, even in the depths of despair, 
you are with us and guide us. Thank you, Father, that you create us and know us well and have a purpose for each of us. We long for your will to be done and your kingdom to come and that evil would cease to manifest in our hearts and in the world. Thank you for searching our hearts this evening. For we trust your spirit to continue to speak and by the power of your spirit we pray that you will continue to transform us and remind us that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, that we are your beloved children and Father we pray that we will go in the strength of that truth that we are loved by you. We thank you in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Thanks for listening to the Hills Baptist Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in developing and equipping passionate disciples who love God, love people and boldly share the gospel, you can do that at hillsbaptist.com forward slash giving. We pray this message has empowered you to live and love more like Jesus. Have an amazing day.